recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap previous week's sermon, recap or reformed eternally by Christ and the paraclete. Ooh. Good. I like that. That's a good one. Good. So, uh, For those who well, may not know, what's the paraclete, Daniel? It's the Greek. One of those birds that copies what you say. It's the Greek <laughs> word for... Uh, that Jesus uses to describe the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John, usually translated comforter, sometimes helper, or advisor, stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyways, Ephesians Parak- 3. Parakeet. Verses, not parakeet, stop. My bad. Ephesians 3. I misheard. Verses 14 through 21. Dave, Paul's got this long prayer going on. Still no commands to believers, just loads of description. Do you ever just ask yourself, Paul, <laughs> Paul, what, why Paul? Why the participles? Why just this endless string of things? Hmm. Like the grammar is so rich and great and confusing. Yeah. Is that ever? A lot of so that. Yeah, so that, that so that, that, so that, that, so that. Really, it's like a so that exception. That really we don't know how they're connected. For this reason. <laughs> For this reason, so that other thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, uh, did you, are you still there? <laughs> I am. I just had a brain. A brain. Again, this is another, uh, another dreary fall day, and the synapses are not firing on all, on all cylinders to mix mm. a few metaphors. Why don't you recap the sermon for us, Dave? I will. Um, so basically, Paul is, I think what he's doing is he's, he's actually picking up where he was going to go in verse 1 of chapter 3. He was going to start to pray, but then he felt the need to kind of unpack more this unity and this mystery of the gospel for, the, for this thing called the church. We talked about that last week. In chapter 4, he's really going to transition to which, was, which is normal for his letters, transition from what we'd say uh, indicative, what's true, what's real, what God has done to imperative, you know, now what we're called to do as the people of God in light of all those realities. And in between, appropriately, I think he's just praying, uh, praying that, I, I think it's fair to say that you could say chapters one to three, a summary of that is Paul has unpacked God's love for his people, the church. Um, it's a fair way to talk about it and called them to it, um, even one to another. Here's what God has created. And so now he's praying, I really want you to know that. really want you to feel that. really want you to experience that, that you might actually walk in it. And he's going to, the first word of chapter four, which you'll preach on, is, you know, walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Uh, chapter five, walk in love. And he keeps saying, walk, walk, walk after this. So I think he's just, he, he knows what he's just told them, and he knows what he's about to call them to, and in between he's saying, I just, I just really want them to live in this reality in such a way that they're strengthened, empowered, equipped, rooted, um, you know, rooted, grounded, uh, to know this surpasses all knowledge, love, because that's the only way they can live um, with, uh, with the right perspective and the right realities in front of their faces in the, in the world uh, that, that they're about to walk into. So I think, I think that's what's going on there. I had three points. Um, 
honestly, the first two points felt a little bit arbitrary um, because it is kind of a run on prayer. It just Mm -hmm. feels like he's just kind of going deeper and deeper into this idea of them knowing this unknowable thing, um, fellowshipping with Jesus in this new, fresh way, being filled with the fullness of God. Kind of feels like a a crescendo of ways to say maybe similar or the same thing. And then he kind of ends with this, you know, according to the power at work within us, would would God get glory in Christ and in the church? Kind of ends with a doxology, um, a, a middle-of-the-book doxology <laughs> about what God has done, I think, to kind of close <laughs> up chapters 1 to 3 and, and end on this note of worship and love that will then carry them through, you know, carry them Monday to Saturday. A pre, <laughs> as it were, a pre-imperative doxology. Yeah, a pre-imperative doxology. Yeah, that's good. That's a summary. Good. Stacy, Nick, observations, encouragements, exhortations, challenges, criticisms. Wow. <laughs> rebukes. You didn't say questions. <laughs> Those are okay too. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I thought it was great, and I heard feedback from people myself in different situations that were helped by it. And especially the um, ending in the application when you were walking through, what would it look like, you know, in this situation or just different ways to help people think through practically, like how would this make a difference in everyday life? And in your outline, you had the points were strengthened, 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 and mm-hmm. why? Yeah. Not even alliteration, just copy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just honestly sure. uncreative, Dave. Yeah. Why do we need I bet to? If you've looked at the past few, I've <coughs> I've gotten away from it a little bit. It's positive. That's growth. Thank uh, you. What was your question? Why do we need to be strengthened for fellowship or strengthened to know this? It's just kind of an interesting way of like describing it. Yeah, I think. Because we're weak <laughs> and we're foolish and we're finite. The w- the one place I tried to, uh, the one place I tried to kind of unpack that, and obviously, you know, there's a lot going on in a sermon, so it's easy to miss a paragraph here or there if your mind wanders. But um, the one place I tried to unpack that a little is when I said that we, when we become so familiar with something, mm-hmm. uh, it's really easy to regress. Like I think when we become familiar with something Mm -hmm. and we lose that initial um, joy and uh, passion, it's not like it just kind of just stays at the same level. We actually regress. You know, so if we think about the moments in life where we're not wanting to walk very closely with Jesus, it's because we've forgotten, right? Mm -hmm. It's because our, our consciences, our souls have been weakened. It's because we've, we're not really believing in that moment that we're loved by God. And so other things become more important. Um, and I think it's, I mean, I didn't go here because I just didn't have time, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that uh, in Revelation, you know, this is what Paul calls Ephesus, too. He says, you've forgotten your first love. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to me that Paul, man, Paul's praying this for them. You know, I want you to know this. I want you to be, I think, I think the, for, for their experience, the height is like to be rooted and grounded. You know, like this firm, steady, stable, I know this, this is who I am. And so I think the reason he says strengthened is twofold. One would be, that's kind of what the Holy Spirit does. You know, he's in us to strengthen. It Mm -hmm. isn't the only place it talks about the Holy Spirit that way. And second, the reason we need the Holy Spirit is because we're just weak and foolish and finite and forgetful 
on our own. And so, um, like since this summer, sitting in my patio, re- almost alliterated, foolish, finite, fickle. Use that in a future sermon. Frustrated, Sorry. sitting frustrated <laughs> with my interruptions. Sorry, you're sitting on your patio at home. Oh well, yeah, and I have prayed this prayer every day since the first time I got to it this summer because I just feel like I mean I kind of said it on Sunday. I feel like sometimes I can settle. You know, like I can mm-hmm. by settle I mean I can forget like how good this is and how big this is. And so I've just been asking God to remind me of that so that in those moments where I'm tempted to forget in just really practical ways, you know, like my frustration with my kids or uh, my frustration over an email I get or, you know what I mean? Whatever it might be just to go, but I'm, I'm loved by God. Like everything's okay. (laughs) It's it's all going to be okay because this is true and I'm rooted and grounded in that. Um, So I've just been asking for myself, like help me Get another glimpse. Mm-hmm. Help me see a little bit more of the height and width and depth and length, you know. Uh, so that's why I think we need to be strengthened. Um, it's like lifting weights <laughs> or working out. We want to get stronger. Um, we want to get better. We don't want to. And if we don't, we don't just stay the same. We regress. Mm-hmm. And that you could actually do something to have a higher capacity Yeah. to yeah. experience yeah. it more, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um. So some of us grew up in church contexts where we were taught, you have the Holy Spirit, so don't ask to be filled, right? You know, and so you shouldn't ask to be filled either with, don't be filled with the Spirit or like filled with the fullness. You have the fullness of God already, so don't, which would, Paul seems to be doing just that. So how would you talk about, you know, that? And what would you say to someone who either believes that or grew up in that context and has a hard time, you know, yeah. doing that. I remember uh, a guy named Spencer Jones. Do you guys remember Spencer Jones? Mm-hmm. Yes, the glorious accent. Oh, man. The yep. That's probably why I remember what I'm about to say. So, Spencer, if you're listening, I just remember sitting with him. We were talking about this passage. In, I forget what the context was, but we were talking about it in, uh, in uh, where were we? Hogan Brothers, I think, in Northfield. I don't remember why I was there with him, but it was good to be there with him. Probably there for lunch. Probably, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I was Unless there. Unless you sat there and didn't eat, which would be rude. But Anyways, frustrated. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember him, him just saying it's something like, you know, the he was talking about the Holy Spirit and how he thinks about it. And he said, you know, the wind is always there, but we're asking him to fill our sails so we can go somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and he is... I think he likes to sail and I don't, and it just, in his accent, you know, it hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's what we want. You know, we're asking, uh, we're not asking for something that's not there. We're asking for a fuller experience and the power of it right. to, to be there. <laughs> so we don't, you know, I don't believe in any way that there's like a, um, that there's like levels of Christianity. Those who have been filled with the spirit in a secondary way and those who haven't been. But I just think if you, if you read the book of Acts, we're all baptized in Christ. We're all baptized in the same spirit. But there is a, a filling, a fresh power, and a fresh work of grace that comes in particular moments for mm-hmm. both personal edification and ministry and all sorts of other things. And I think Paul just wants that. You know, he yeah. wants that for these, for these folks. In other words, it doesn't, you know, you can say I have the fullness of God. You know, I have the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within me. Yep. And it, you live your life and doesn't really feel like it. Right. You know? Right. 
And what Paul's praying for is that you would know, like (laughs) you would experience it and it would make Mm -hmm. a difference in your life. And so that's different. That's, you know, that's not saying you didn't have it. It's saying, I want to experience it. I want it to matter for me. (laughs) And Paul Paul says it later in Ephesians 5, you know, don't Mm -hmm. get drunk with wine for that's debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. And he talks about some ways I think that we can move towards that. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, and that's why I said, I mean, you know, we're at a place that historically is very focused on our mind and I love that. And that's why I emphasize like Paul, I think is praying for an experience mm-hmm. <laughs> of the Holy Spirit here because he's asking for something that he's just telling you right off the get go, you, your mind can't do this on right, its own. Right. It surpasses knowledge. So I want you to know, and that's why I tried to use the illustration, you know, like we, if I say, I love you you know, you'll know that and that feels good, but it's easy to forget. But then there's going to be moments in life where you get a hug or you, you're with someone in a moment and, and, and you know beyond your mind that you're loved. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Paul is wanting for yeah. them here. Yeah, that's good. Thanks again, Dave. This week is Ephesians 4. I'm preaching the text. It'll be good. It'll be, <laughs> Daniel says it'll that'll be, be good. It'll be, it'll be good to preach. Oh, okay. All is right. that helpful for you? <laughs> I think it'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys.